Welcome to HPE Live, bringing integrity, etiquette, and excellence to entertainment. I'm your host, Bossman Blaze. And I'm your co-host, Amy P. Today, we'll be hearing from an amazing guest. But first, a thank you to our sponsors. Little Ox Tech, building cost-effective websites for businesses, creators, or even podcasts like ours. Little Ox Tech is ready to help put together the perfect solution for you. Visit Little Ox Tech today and mention HPE Live to receive 33% off your personalized site. Little Ox Tech, a website for your whatever. And by AS Plus Modeling, everything modeling and more. Visit them online at www.asplusmodeling.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to HPE Live. I'm your host, Bossman Blaze. And I'm your co-host, Amy P. Today we have local Virginia actor Michael J. Patterson on the line. Hi, Michael. Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing great. How about yourself? Good, man. Hanging in there through this COVID stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for taking the time for tuning in with us. Really appreciate it. Saturday, you were filming two days ago, right? Uh, yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> I, I filmed, a, it's a, a, a quick short. Um, I would say about a, a, a nice uh, nine to ten minute short that we did, you know, just to keep busy, have fun. Um, it has a really good storyline, and I look forward to, you know, uh, seeing what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome now earlier we were talking you said it took you 12 hours to film that right and you said it's about 10 minutes yeah it did and uh based on the you know the uh restrictions uh the lunch um you know all kind of things that that were technical that we had to take care of um and uh that that would be the reason why um COVID um interrupts a lot of actors lives and filmmakers lives when it comes to making sure everything's safe <laughs> yeah absolutely. So, and then they just, yeah uh, they just they just recently reactivated some COVID re- restrictions, right? They sure did, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty bad in California right now. Um, it's going to start happening in New York and Atlanta, all the hotbeds, the locations where the population and of course where us actors, um, bread and butter, will be affected again. But I don't think it's going to be totally totally locked down. Um, I just think that um, it's going to be different again. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. It's, it's hard. I think everybody had their hopes up, you know, and then it's like another slap in the face, but yeah. I guess we just got to keep the faith, right? Absolutely. Got so, to. <laughs> awesome. So tell us more about you. Who, who is Michael J. Patterson? Uh, I'm a big time dreamer. Um, just a guy, an actor, um, unashamed, uh, uh, Christ believer, um, uh, father, athlete, and martial artist, um, who loves to work um, behind the scenes as well as in front of the camera. And I love the fellowship with people. I love to engage and encourage individuals. I'm an encouraging spirit. That's awesome. So like, what, what do you do? Cause I've seen you a lot, you know, when you're in front of the camera roles, but what do you do behind the, behind the scenes? Are you a writer? Do you run a camera? I produced a couple of films um, before, and um, I just like to help coach people, uh, coach actors, um, novice actors, uh, even, you know, just current uh, uh, professional actors. And I just love to encourage individuals and just, to, you know, when they're down and out, because everyone has their problems, you know, outside of filming. Um, you know, I'm that person that I like to, you know, just share my 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 understanding of what they're going through and beliefs and to encourage them and to, you know, one thing, never to give up, you know, especially, you know, we actors talk about a lot of auditions that we have and sometimes we're um you know down and out because you know we messed up at the audition or um the audition you know you thought it was a great thing a, a great audition and you don't get callbacks and stuff like that so people take that and um they're, they're down about it and you know you can't give up you can't take it personal in this business at all um so you have to be encouraged and you have to keep continuing to fight um if you take things personal in this business you're not going to live long in this business that is and so, yeah, I'm just a guy who just likes to uplift individuals. Um, and at the same time, like I said, I produce and I hook up people with other um, um, studios and productions. Say, hey, man, you need to check this uh, uh, lady out or check this guy out. 
Um, they're really talented to help them, get, you know, to, to uh, expand their careers as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm that type of guy. That's really awesome. That's really good. You don't find that a lot. A lot of people want to hoard that like attention for themselves and for you to be, you know, kind of a central person Mm -hmm. to help people. That's really awesome. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just saying it just to say it. It's, it's truly me. Um, I believe in everyone. Everyone has a, um, you know, everyone has a dream and I believe everyone can achieve it. Um, And that's serious. That's serious business for me. So That's really good. You know, um, I was listening to a radio show today and they referenced Tyler Perry mm-hmm. saying, speaking about like digging a well. Yeah. And, you know, never give up because you never know you could be that one strike, you know, that one pick away from striking whether water or oil or, you know, in reference to like your success. Yeah. And he was saying, had I given up, had he given up, he wouldn't be where he is today. So, you know, he oh, kind yeah. of, He's got a story for us. <laughs> he certainly, Absolutely. yeah. So he he talked a little bit about being homeless and um, you know, having to live in his the backseat of his car, mm-hmm. and being you know perseverance and and having faith and not giving up on goals and dreams. So I I really like that you said that. Okay. I wanted cool. to ask you because you seem like really, I mean, heartfelt and motivated. And you had mentioned that your mom, like your mom is a director. Is she Uh director of your life? Is she a director of, (laughs) or is she really a director? Yeah, she's a director, uh, more of the theatrical. I have a stage um, uh, background. And um, so she did a lot of, she does a lot lot of directing um, with stage um, around this area, as well as in Atlanta and New York before. And so um, it's a lot of off, off Broadway or off Broadway uh, or um, big church plays or just just regular productions that are funded by, you know, community. Um, and she's been doing it for at least 25, 30, almost 30 years. And um, so she does try to direct my life <laughs> at times, um, but she's, she's more of my, um, how can I say, a peer that helps me with auditions, helps me with my addiction, helps me with uh, everything, basically. She's a, she's, a, she's a really good person to, um, she doesn't hold anything back and she's honest. <laughs> so good. yeah. She'll <laughs> let you know in a minute. <laughs> question for like um, you know, between theater and film, uh-huh. in my those are two completely different like roads and acting. It's still acting, but you know, I feel like theater is almost harder because you're in front of a live audience and if you mess up, you have to be so good at not showing that. Whereas yeah. in front of <laughs> so how come like um I guess what drew you more towards film instead of the theatrical side um theater is um has always been my love since the whiz in the sixth grade when I was the whiz wizard (laughs) um so that's when I was like yes you know um so theater's always been my love it's always been my background my my backbone it helped me um you just have to take down things down smaller you know when it comes to film um but yeah, they're different. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I hope I asked ask the question, what's the difference? Um, theater is, of course, much bigger and you have to know your lines and you have to practice, 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 um, like by yourself, with groups, study groups, um, exercises that you have to do to, to make sure that your voice and your body language, all kinds sorts of things, um, as well as just um, it's the chemistry um, with the whole uh, cast because you know, people will drop lines, um, even in Broadway. I mean, maybe not Broadway, but like in, in big, big uh, musical or the, theatrical productions, you will drop a line. So you'll know you have to know how to pick it up or pick that person's line up or say something, ad lib it or whatever to, to make sure that it's, it, it, it goes along smoothly. Mm-hmm. And um, so you got to know your lines. You got to know everyone else's lines, too. <laughs> That's definitely could be a lot of pressure on on a stage in front of a live audience yeah yeah it is but once it goes man it, it flows it's like it's like a, a whole new world you know exactly where to go your blocking helps you remember your lines too i mean it helps you in film as well but your blocking on stage helps you remember your lines a whole lot more because you know exactly what's getting ready to happen somebody drops something or you drop a line somebody's going to pick it up quickly i mean it's just it, it happens that way uh film it's how can I say it's it's a it's very hard as well, 
but you have chances. You can take take sixty, that takes one hundred. <laughs> you can you know you can take it into you can take takes until yeah. you get it perfect. Um, it'll get on the. I'm sorry. Afterwards. I was saying, and in film, they're still editing afterwards, so it's almost like yeah, go back sweeten it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, so it makes it harder on the filmmaker as the director and the the other cast. Like, come on, my might get to get it together, you know, if you mess up. <laughs> And I'm one of those people that likes to add verb, I mean, add not verbs, but add words to uh, 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 lines. And they're like, that's not in the, that doesn't make sense. Cut, you know, or keep moving, or, you know, how the, the filming is. And uh, so um, that's something I work on a lot on is that I make sure I don't add extra words because I love to do that, especially when I'm in character. I'm like, okay, that's not in there. Let me just keep flowing. And then the director's like, cut, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the difference is that, you know, you get more chances and filming than you do theater theater you on you know the showtime you got to go through it and you cannot really you, you don't drop lines you that's a no no but if it does happen you know then you have to depend on uh the cast to help you or you help out right. the other so, cast so it, it may not have happened to you but i'm sure it's happened uh have you ever seen a situation where someone forgets or drops their line and it's really awkward and it makes it difficult to kind of like pick it up and make it flow so that the audience didn't realize there was a mistake oh yeah oh yeah that's happened to me (laughs) 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 that's happened to me a number of times um uh hey yeah there's a number of times i'm trying to think of one so i don't take up your time but it has happened and then you have this extremely long pregnant pause like Okay. That's the that's the death silence right there. You're like, oh man, oh here we go. And then somebody tries to pick it up and they go to another part of the of the of the, the stage play and they're like, Oh man, you just went two pages, you know, up. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and everything messes up. So I've had that happen. Um, but then you pick it back up. The audience will know that oh somebody dropped their line. But as long as you continue, because you have to have the beginning. The beginning in theater has to be amazing. So you can capture the audience. The audience is like, Oh, this is great. The middle, you don't have to worry so much about it. You can make your mistakes or whatever, but the beginning and the end are what's important in theater. So um, as long as you have those two grounded and, and, and well done and executed, it, it can be a great play. Um, and people won't really remember, you know, the drop line. They'll be like, oh, it was so good at the end or the beginning that, you know, yeah, you know, they messed up a little bit, but it was amazing at the end. I mean, it was just amazing all around production. So I've been in those situations. Um and uh, it's ooh, you, you, you feel a little sweat bead under your arm, just come down real fast. Like, ah. <laughs> so it, it does happen. I imagine an amateur would probably almost want to walk off the stage. And oh, <laughs> yep. I wanted to do that a couple of times, amateur and professional. Like, uh, like yeah, delete you out of the program. Mm-hmm. Made you want to quit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I can imagine. I, I could almost imagine the, the heat that I would feel, you know, when you're embarrassed and something happens and you start getting hot around the neck, you know, you just feel this extra. Oh, heat. man, yes. <laughs> and all the eyes are on you. Oof, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible feeling. So I wanted to ask you, um, when it comes to your, your filming life, what mm-hmm. were some of the professional films? Because I think we had talked before and there was a couple films that you had been in that are pretty well known is that right uh yeah i have in a couple um of them uh i think maybe two or three films or tv show i've like actually been on set with a famous person is that what you're asking right um yeah. but like, um, what are some of the yeah. big name films in and who well, uh, famous like guys have you worked with Okay, so let me think of one. Um, I would say uh, there was a film that I did back in 2016 called Love Different, um, and that was with um, uh, the guy from Martin, and he was awesome, um, and he passed away recently. Um, not recently, which, but uh, which act was that? Uh, the one about who needs to get a job, and I forgot his name, Ford, Tommy Ford. Oh, so, I was just talking about him the other day, the um, guy that never has a job. Yeah, Tommy Ford. So, um, Tommy. Yeah, I worked with yeah. him on set, and it was amazing. He gave me a lot of great pointers on how to audition, how to to network, and at the same time, it was real good chemistry when we did the film and all of that. And we just, you know, we, we he was just like you know a regular person, like he was really, really informative, very, very caring, very um, encouraging. And I mean, I really mean that. Um, and he helped my career actually. Um, 
and a lot of others um, on there. Also, Jen Goldson, um, who is uh, she she does a lot of very big faith based films. Um, I'm really good friends with her and I worked with her on the set as well um, and love different. And um, let's see, I'm trying to think of other films that I worked on that exclusively I, I, I had the chance to talk and sit down with them. Um, First Lady, I, I worked with them as well. And we had a couple of stars, Stacey Dash um, and uh, let's see, uh, Nancy Stafford, um, uh, Burgess Jenkins, um, and y'all may not know those names, but they, they're people that have been in some pretty, pretty big things before. And um, there are some others. I'm just trying to remember, guys. Forgive me. Um oh. You were in Hunger Games. Yeah, right? I was in Hunger Games. So I was, uh, I was actually, uh, it was uncredited um, for that. And uh, I was, I did have a scene. Um, I was there for seven days. I did have a scene. It was non-verbals. Um, and I can't really discuss the scene because, it, of course, it landed on the edit floor and I don't want to get in trouble or anything like that. But um, it obviously was cut <laughs> and it was on the Mockingjay too. And uh, so I was on there, but I didn't meet anyone big. I was just on a big, pro uh, big production, of course. Um, so that uh, would be one of them. I'm trying to think of something else. Um, forgive me, guys. Just actually looking You're right now. Cut my hair, barber. Cut my hair, barber. Yeah, but that was a short film. That was one of my first films that I've done um, outside of theater. Um, like when you said it, I was like, I, I don't recognize that one, but I definitely recognize Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. I think that was when I said in the beginning, I think um, it, it was uh, just, you know, the, the movies that I had worked on um, that started my career off. It, um, so that's what that was. Oh, yeah. Guns and Grams, um, which is a uh, mafia movie. Um, it is going to be in theaters next week, Friday. Um Finally, okay. finally being released and it's a Baltimore uh, production um, people from the wire all sorts of individuals from the wire Omar Gooding Jr. Um, is on there um, trying to think of who else uh, Felicia Pearson uh, she played in the wire JD Williams he played in the wire Clifton Powell I'm quite sure you ever remember him he played Pinky um, and um, Friday um, and a lot of other big movies that he's done as well. He um, he did Ray as well. Um, and Hassan Johnson, uh, Joseph Donofrio, who did A Bronx Tale. Um, so there's a lot of people in that film um, that we do a lot of gangster type stuff. It's uh, basically the, 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 the uh, mafia versus the Baltimore uh, gangsters. And I play the role of Alpo. Yeah, Guns and Grams. Yeah, it is. A, yeah, it's a uh, it's a very violent movie <laughs> and um so, so that's the project that you're currently working no it's already on. been done actually um i was uh naming a film with individuals that you may have heard of um but that comes out uh next friday on the 20th it was supposed to happen this fr uh past friday but covid um had uh changed the minds of amc theaters so COVID again yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants you COVID. Go home. <laughs> really? <laughs> so what are some current projects that you're working on now? Uh, current projects I'm working on now. So I, uh, I can say that I had just landed a role on a feature film uh, called The Forgettable Life of Liam. Um, and that has uh, T.C. Uh, Carson um, from um, Living Single. He's attached to that. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Skin um, uh, Dreads. Um, yeah. yeah, so he's he's and I've seen him before when I went to Martha's Vineyard last year when we did four points and he talked to me on a couple of things. He's a really great guy to talk to. Um, so that feature film I'm working on, which will remember uh, prayerfully, <laughs> um, but I uh, work on there. I landed another role on a movie called Fabled, uh, not movie, sorry, TV show called Fabled. And that will be shooting sometime in the southeastern location of uh, of the United States. And I play the role of uh, Walt Wilson, uh, and it's a lead role. Actually, it's really, really amazing script. And I look forward to working on that uh, project soon. Um, the series Perfect, um, I had done part one already. So I'm working on another part two and part three. Uh, and the, the series is called Perfect. And um, also, I finished uh, filming The Alliance. 
um, which is a sci-fi uh, film, whereas I play a dual role as a clone. And my and then, and then of course the character and I did a lot of stunts, martial arts, and uh, a lot of running and heavy dialogue. But it was pretty nice, and uh, it's it's my forte actually. I love I love doing stunts. I'm a stunt guy as well. Um, so I stunts and martial arts whenever I get the opportunity, I'm there. You know, so those well, are the projects now. Mm -hmm. You you had mentioned um before that you were actually trying to compete in the olympics right yeah i did yes um i, I ran track for uh, central state university and university of maryland and then then to uh, 1996 all the way to 2009 um not 2008 i'm sorry i tried to jump on the teams um i got far i got ranked um i was a 400 hurdler uh winton uh, hurdler as well as a one two 100 and 200 meters sprinter and a long jumper so um i did a lot of a lot of things um, but the body was like, you know what, you know, you're fast and you're still going to be fast, but you're just not that fast anymore, bro. Give it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what happened. It, you know, It really sounds like you are super accomplished and you have worked with, I mean, I feel like you've worked with a lot of pretty well-known people who's people you're naming off. I'm like, oh yeah, I grew up with that person on this show or, you know, oh, like really? I'm recognizing uh. name. Cool. So, but you're not SAG yet. You are SAG eligible, right? Yeah, and that's uh, I did that on purpose. Um, I've I've wanted to join SAG so many reasons, but um, you know, there were a couple of times I was going to do it when I moved to the market, a different market like New York or Atlanta or LA. But I decided to stay here because I'm a father. I wanted to just see my kids through school and take care of my kids and everything, and, and be the busy bee. Is which um, uh, Cheryl Rhodes, my my acting coach, would tell me. You know, if somebody really wants you, they, they'll come and get you. Um, you just make sure that you, you you hold it down in the audition rooms and they'll come and get you and they fly you out or whatever. And that's happened a lot of times for me. So um, I stay saggy because of this environment. I mean, this location, um, you, you could be sag, but it, there might not be as much work. Um, and uh, but that's not the, that's not the, the uh, game for me now. It's like I got to be sag now. Um, and uh, I've worked on a number of SAG projects where I'm like, oh, if I was SAG, I would have made a whole lot more, you know, stuff like that. So um, it was strategic, but it is to the point where it's like that's not the goal anymore. It's the, you know, because I, I, I'm an indie guy at heart as well as I wanted to let you know. Um, I love SAG films. I love big budget films and stuff like that. But I love indie film. I'm an indie film uh, fanatic. I've always been into like the low budget films since like the 80s and 90s. I like the the creativity i like the the energy i like with the substance of the script and, and, and what they have and it's like okay some of the movies are cheesy whatever but like you think about it like wow if they had a bigger budget it would be like solid and then all of a sudden you know the late 90s early 2000s and on there's been a lot of indie projects that have been like whoa that was dope right so i still had that indie love you know what i'm saying and i'm always going to continue to have that indie love so that's i think that's really that's really cool because you know what? There's two kinds of actors, mm -hmm. ones that are like you and the ones who are basically like, you know what? I'm going to step on whoever and whatever to get where I want to be. Yeah. And once, you know, and then it's like, once they hit that certain level of fame, they're like, um, I didn't do anything indie, you know, it's like, yeah, that's I'm not good. Just be you, you know, just be you and be, you know, courageous and encouraging. And at the same time, you know, just be, be there to, to be the stepping stone to help someone up. That's, that's the key um, for me. Sorry. So in your career to this point, would you say you've had any regrets or what would you have done differently? Um, I really didn't have any uh, regrets, actually. Um, we all make mistakes. Life comes into, you know, you, you think you're going to be Hollywood and all of a sudden 10 years later, you got kids and you're like, oh, that ain't happening. So you got <laughs> <laughs> to take care of what you got to take care of because based on your decisions, your decision, you regret them at times. But then all of a sudden there's beauty in those decisions that you may have thought, oh, man, why did I make that decision? But then there's beauty behind it. Like, I believe God always has great clusters of, of, of great things that are going to happen to you no matter what decision you do. Just don't let it be a catastrophic one, of course. But um, I don't really have any, I think the one regret I may have is that I didn't push myself, um, earlier in life when I was in my, my, my teens or my twenties, um, in acting, but then 
I might not be where I'm at if I had done that. I might have burned out. Um, I might have not liked it anymore. You know, um, I was trying to run track and field anyway at that time. So you can't eat Thanksgiving dinner every day. You can't do everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, there are some, some, you know, I, yeah, some regrets, but not really, man. I really, I'm, I'm really thankful to God right now where I'm at right now. Um, I can't, I don't have any complaints right now. No, I think well, they'll I, get better. I, I relate to that and, and your perseverance with your career is really commendable. Thank you. Uh, when I was in high school, I, I too wanted to get into acting mm -hmm. and big screen. I wanted to do things and I went out and auditioned for commercials and shows, TV shows. I did little modeling things here and there. Mm -hmm. And where I said I could relate, the, the same thing happened. You know, I children, you know, had kids and, you know, things kind of took a turn. It's like, oh, man, you know, pursue this career. I need a job. I got to take care of my family. Right. And then, <laughs> another kid. And, you know, it, it got kind of pushed back and pushed back to like, you know, well, I have to find something else to do now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I really commend that, that, you know, you have a family, you take care of children, mm -hmm. but you have a passion for the industry of film and stage and you find a way to fit that into everything else that you're doing. Yeah. And the parents, you know, that's commendable. Thanks, man. Yeah. There were some pockets that guy said, Hey, here you go. And you're going to take it or what? And that's when the courage comes in. Cause you're thinking like, man, right. I'm not there anymore. And then you're like, okay, let me just go ahead and try. And then wow, it just happens. Like, wow, this, okay. I got an audition. Okay. Wow. landed a role. And it just kept coming and coming and coming. I was like, Whoa. And this was happening to me when I was like 30, like 34, 35. Like, like when I first started out, it was like, whatever. What, what do you have on your resume? Oh, I'm sorry, you know. But it just yeah. hit me in my 30s where everything just got better. And it, it, it continues to get better for me in my, in my early 40s. Like, it's crazy. So I have no complaints, man. None at all. That's really good. You know, if, if I could step back. On that, I would say that would be one of my regrets is not sticking to it. You know, it's like, yeah, I said, Tyler Perry said, you know, you, you got to keep picking away because you could be that one strike away from a life changing event, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's still not too late for anybody. No, no matter how old you are or how young you are, it, it, it can happen. It's all about you taking that step and, and, and being encouraged. You know, it is, it's good to have somebody, you know, um, behind you to help you out and encourage you and stuff like that. But I know some great people that have no one and they still took that step and they're doing amazing right now and uh, great stories. And you get you get inspired by hearing those stories as well. So, you know, that's what we should be doing. Like when it comes to our networking and stuff as actors and filmmakers, you know, we should tell our stories and we should tell the truth about our stories so that it can encourage individuals because you never know who you're talking to who are going through something or, or, or who are um, doubting themselves and you tell them your story and they're like, okay, mine's is not as bad as theirs. And then all of a sudden I can do this. And you know, you've basically helped someone become a star. Like it can, it can happen. And that's the bottom line for me is to encourage and help others through my, my stories, through my, you know, perseverance, you know, to make somebody better than me, you know. I can tell you that's one of the big things that uh, we're doing HPE Live is to to hear stories like yours because you know there's so many people that have aspirations mm -hmm. to do what you're doing or to do what you've done and don't know how to do it. They don't have the courage to do mm -hmm. it. They don't know how to persevere through you know, challenges and obstacles. So with this program, we want to interview people like you and hear your story so that our listeners can find some hope and say, well, you know, he did it and he ran into these problems and this is how he overcame it. Yeah. You know, so that our listeners can find some hope, you know, this, this, so it's, it's really good to touch on those things. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's, I think it's really I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. No, no, I was saying just, you know, being real and being realistic and honest. Because um, people out here are hurting, and there's some extremely talented people out here. I mean, extremely talented individuals. Yeah. And all they need is just that one, you know, perk, that one fire, that one light, you know, up there. Tell that just, you can do this. Go. 
Don't don't worry about it. Don't doubt yourself. Forget about what people are telling you. Forget about what your family's telling you. If it's in your dream, if it's in your heart, God gave you that. Go and pursue it. Fail, fall on your face, and get back up and try again. You know, that's that's the bottom line. And unfortunately, <clears throat> some people have too much of that. You know, there, there's some people, mm -hmm. they have more of that negative energy. Tell them you can't, you're too old, you're too ugly, you're too fat. Right. You know, you're smart enough, and they really don't step forward. So, yeah, and the dynamics have changed. You know, when it comes to that, you know, back in the, in the 70s and 80s where everybody had to be perfect and pretty and whatever and stuff like that, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I, what I'm trying to say is that everyone can have a chance in the entertainment industry right. because everyone is absolutely talented. There is never going to be anyone like you. Okay. Remember that. Like, to the people that are listening, there's never going to be anyone like you. You are amazing. You're awesome. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you to be amazing. So no one can be ever, ever be you. So don't wish to be anybody like anyone else. Don't try to be like anyone else. Be better, the better you. And then you are going to shine because you've been encouraged to go out there and take a, a leap of faith. And, you know, you see all these success stories, you know, individuals are just, you know, blowing up or doing great things or even being great actors or, or, or filmmakers or whatever and encouraging others. And that's just how it is. That's how you network. It's never about stepping on people or, or thinking you're better than others. It's about you helping others. Like that will always be part of my, you know, my thing, like to help others, like, and if, and everyone else should be able to do that. Now, unfortunately they, they don't, but you know, that's so true. many people, you know, because like you said, there's so many people that are, are that have such so much negativity in their lives from their family, their schools, their wherever they are, their upbringing, where they're at. And it's just that one. They just need that one person, that one person to talk to them for like five, 10 minutes and their whole life changes. And that's what we're about. That's what we're supposed to be about. So, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that I love you being so real. And I mean, the fact that you said, you know, just having kids it's a blessing um you know we were just talking about that earlier right before the show uh blaze and i were about mm -hmm. it's like when life happens everything that you dreamed about gets pushed right? yeah and then you kind of get put in this box where everybody expects you to work a nine to five and oh you're gonna follow your dream while you're just a fool you know and mm -hmm. personal personally i guess i i have come across that same thing mm -hmm. there are some life that even the simple fact of I said I wanted to go back to school and they said that I was a terrible mother because I wanted to further my education and that would be taking time away from my kids wow. and you know and it was like I'm trying to better me to better my family exactly. and then when I started getting into film and writing you know the reaction I got from just about everybody was like oh lord here we go again you know and it's it's still like that I think Blaze and I both run into that mm -hmm a lot and you know like you were saying we're trying to help people but they they don't see that they just kind of stomp you back in the ground they want to keep you under their thumb and it's really hard to find I think more often it is so much easier to find encouragement from people who don't know you as that well is very true <laughs> than it is your and family and it's it's hard because you know you're looking at your family like you should be my greatest support system. And that's why I think it's so cool that your mom is so there for Man, you. Man, it's a blessing. A lot of people, <laughs> like, that is awesome. Like, yeah. Even though she sounds like she could be brutally honest, but she's, oh, she is. She's really <laughs> but, you know, so many times like, that I've messed up in life, I, I, I'm not even going to lie. I've messed up a lot of times in my life, you know, and, you know, um, you lick your wounds and you get better. Um, but, you know, her for her to still be in my corner. Um, I'm just thankful to God for her, you know, and it, it should be like that with all other families. They should, you know, I really don't like it. it. It makes me upset that families don't support one another. But then again, you know, family sometimes isn't blood. Family is other people, you know, that you, that you, you know, that you're just collaborating with and all of a sudden y'all have a thing and it becomes great. And, you know, like that's, that's fam right there, you know, and, that's how I look at it. You know, you want to have your family support you, but if they don't, there's going to be other people out there. There's angels out there waiting to help you. So that's how I look at it. Are your kids at all interested in acting or how do they feel about your career in acting? <laughs> My kids have like grown. They, 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 they were 
born while I was, you know, going through the the hard times of being an actor. Um, the long times on set, they're like, Dad, I'm never going to be an actor. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> even with theater, you know, I mean, in theater, you know, you have long rehearsals. It's cold in the building sometimes, you know, with the same um, foods that they eat, whatever, because it's like days at a time we're packing lunches, blah, blah, blah. It was fun for them when they get little, uh, when they were little, but when they get older and they become preteens to teens and stuff like that, they're just like, no, nah, that, that's not my life. Um, so, yeah, my kids don't want to be out. Now, my daughter thinks about it sometimes, but I just don't think any of my kids are going to be um, in the entertainment business. I really don't. And that's OK. That's great. You know, it's 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 not for everyone, you know, but um, hopefully my grandkids one day when I have some or. You know, there are other kids that I inspire or my, my, my nieces and nephews. They're they're thinking about it as well. But my, my kids are like, nah. So, <laughs> so I, take, I take from that comment that you have taken your children on set oh. with you, whether it's stage or yep, film. Yeah, stage or film. Past. I have. They've been in um a couple of my they've been in a couple of my films as well. I cut my hair barber, the one um my son is sitting in the chair um in that film. He's he's one of the customers. He was in there. My daughter was in it too, but she kept falling asleep because we were shooting at like around one thirty, two o'clock. And so they just cut it. They edited it, you know. Um, but we had a lot of great times. Like we really did, you know, and especially if we like wrapped up early, you know, we would go to a movie or something or we would have our, you know, a bowling alley or, or skating or whatever. You know, we, I would make sure I put that in there. Um, but yeah, their their experiences are like, yeah, that, mm, that's not me. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't blame no, you. That's, that's really cool. That that's really cool. See, is the more we talk, you know, this is the type of stuff that I like our listeners to hear because when we reflect on the young people, I think a lot of times they really see the perks mm -hmm. of the hard work, whether it's acting, stage, film, any entrepreneur, the the countless hours of 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 you know being tired and losing sleep yeah. and putting in that work and they see the perks but they really don't understand until they get to that stage of their Absolutely. life how much goes into it so i really commend that you know any entrepreneur any parent they get their kids involved so they understand the time and the work and the hours and the dedication that goes into getting what you right. have yeah those, those, it's, it's, you know, cause they're going to be adults as well and they're going to be running the country. And, um, you know, you don't have to, you know, settle for a nine to five, you know, you're going to have to crawl before you walk. You don't have to work that, you know, that those hours at one point of your time in time, but be your own boss, be an entrepreneur, chase your dreams, you know, do things that are right. And I tell that to them all the time. Like, you know, Hey, you know, chase your dreams, please don't ever give up. And if the dreams stop because life gets in the way, it's still there. It's just not at the, at the present time. It's it's going to happen again. You know, don't give up. It's just going to take a little longer. Some people have it where it's, you know, they can get it immediately and some people have to wait and there's nothing wrong with either one, you know, so. <clears throat> That's awesome. I want to yeah. kind of dip in and ask you, it, I mean, you've talked about a little bit of struggles that you've had in the past, like, you know, your kids are young and that sort of thing, but what are the mm -hmm. struggles you're dealing with now? Oh, okay. Well, um, I was recently laid off, actually. Um, and I'm not embarrassed to talk about that. I was recently laid off of my um, my engineering job. Um, so that has been something that has been, you know, like, wow, you know, hit me in the face during the COVID and everything like that. Um, but that's being taken care of. It's just that it just hit me, you know, that like, wow, that's a, you know, I didn't expect it, but it happened. Um, but while I was laid off, like you saw, uh, you may have seen, uh, I landed a number of roles and auditions kept coming in and coming in. They were coming in more than I ever imagined. Actually, the 2020 has been a year of, I've had like about almost 30 auditions in 2020 now. That's crazy. Um, so I've had those and I've landed a number of those roles out, you know, through those auditions, as well as been, I've been given, um, roles to me just written in like I've had those and I can't discuss about those yet but like I'm like whoa okay 2020 is supposed to be this crazy yeah. stupid you know, fearful year but God is just like really showing me that okay through your struggles and through what's going on in your life 
hey, I'm still here. I'm still present. And that's what's been happening for me. So with that, um, you know, losing the job, COVID-19, um, you know, a number of family members dying, um, getting sick um, and just other struggles, um, you know, it's uh, it's been pretty rough, but I'm just optimistic. Um, I'm encouraged. This year is almost over. Hopefully that 2021 doesn't say, okay, hold my beer. You know, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it, it builds your character. You know, these struggles build your character. They, they, they either are going to wipe you out or, or you're going to get stronger and you, you're going to be stronger because of what God has for you in the future. You know, um, you go through these struggles on purpose because he's building you up so that when you have what you have, you're not prideful, you're not selfish, you're not looking down on others, you're, you're, you're thankful every single time that you have these opportunities. And that's what I feel like that's happening for me right now. So yeah, I agree if with that you. answered anything. People look at it like, you know, I see a lot of people complaining about 2020. And, um, you know, COVID and this and that. And I see a lot of people in the field who are just, you know, I miss acting and this and that. And it's like, it's the worst thing that ever could have happened to them. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of thankful for it. You know, I'm not thankful for the, the illness and I'm not thankful for all the deaths, but I do see that God has a plan. And, you know, you're saying that you lost your job in the engineer field. However, look at all the blessings. And it, it, I feel like God is really giving people direction in this year. Yeah. And if you're listening to him, you're going to find exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. I agree. You know how they say life is what you make it? Yeah. I I look at COVID kind of in the same way. You know, some people sit around, they're so afraid of it. So you sit around and you're, you're afraid to get sick or you're waiting to get sick. You get sick, you're afraid to die. You're waiting to die. Or you could look mm-hmm. at COVID as what are you doing meanwhile that you're in quarantine? Are you afraid? Are you just sitting, waiting to get sick or, or dodging an illness? Or are you using mm-hmm. it as an opportunity to say, well, you know what? All these whole projects I have to do, let me get them done. I've been complaining right. about my weight and my health. Let me do something about that. You know, I... I yeah playing a violin or a piano, you know, and, you know, this time goes by for so many and say, well, you spent 10, 11 months in quarantine. What have you done? And for so many people, it's absolutely nothing mm-hmm. other than living. Yeah. Are they like, well, I gained 30 pounds, you know, right. I'm like, well, we're over here. We're spending our time praying and planning. That's what we have been using 2020 yeah. for. Yeah. Exactly. You got to, you got to make it, you got, you know, and, um, you know, I'm not trying to be a doomsday or anything like it could get worse guys. And if it does, you know, this has built us up and strengthened us, you know, based on, you know, um, the projects that we have going on, things that we want, that we have, you know, outside of, you know, the typical nine to five and all of that, where, okay, if something hits us, we just going to eat it, chew it up, and we're still going to persevere and move forward, you know, instead of like, oh my God, the world's falling, whatever. So, um, I think this is the year where people are, are defining themselves. Um, and after that, you know, you know, Absolutely. blessings could be happening, like unimaginable blessings can happen for individuals that have persevered. I really believe that. And I think that's going to happen for a number of us, uh, a large number of us. And so, you know, me from a spiritual perspective, I believe a revival is going to happen. That's going to blow people's minds. And I just think people are, there's going to be a lot of love that's going to happen after all this turmoil, but we still got to go through the turmoil. I, I still think there's a little bit more. And then after that, yeah. then there's things that are going to just blossom and you just got to keep the faith. You got to keep moving forward. You can't let go of the steering wheel. I mean, well, you gotta let God have the steering wheel, but you got to say, okay, I'm in the car. I'm not jumping out of the window or whatever. You know, you just take that ride and, and then keep persevering and believe, 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 never giving up. That's, you know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, Hope that and makes I, sense. I feel blaze a lot that I, you know, it's all in time when I go, but I don't ever want to be on my deathbed saying, I wish I, I want to look yeah. okay. I cannot believe I, and, you know, just having the opportunity to talk with people in the industry like yourself who 
encourage and who have done amazing things. Like for me, that alone is the success that I'm looking for to, mm-hmm. to be able to connect with people like you and, and hear what you've been through and help me grow um, in the industry, but also on a personal level, because I'm taking everything that you're saying and, and you're just mm-hmm. a huge encouragement. And I just really, really admire that about you. Thank you. Uh, be Trials and tribulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all had that. For real. <laughs> Besides your mom um, being a, a huge influence, because you are such an influencer, who else besides your mom has influenced you? Um, I would say um, Denzel Washington definitely influenced me. Um, just his, his class act, his love for God, his love for helping others. He's helped so many other people that people have not heard of, um, no names. Um, I just love the way he um, gets on camera. I mean, gets on set or whatever, or when, when it's behind the scenes or whatever, his just his demeanor, his, his um, uh, disposition, I guess that's the right word. Um, it, it's just, uh, he's an amazing dude. Um, I like him a lot. Um, Obviously, he's a good father, and to his son, is becoming a, a great uh, actor as well. Um, and then also, I would say my acting coach Cheryl Rhodes. Um, <laughs> little short story is that I almost didn't uh, end up having the successful acting career that I'm having now, um, and I believe it's, it's successful. I'm not Hollywood or a list or anything like that, but I still think it's successful. Um, but uh, Cheryl Rhodes, my acting coach. Um, I almost didn't take a chance on her. I almost went to another acting coach. And if I would have done that, I don't think I would have been anywhere where I should be. Um, so I took a chance on her and everything blossomed. She's like my godmother. Um, her and my mom have like this, uh, the same type of, of uh, tenacity when it comes to making sure that their, their, their um, actors are better, um, that they believe in themselves. So Cheryl Rhodes is an individual that she's heaven sent. Um, I'm thank God for her. Um, saying a prayer for her as well. Um, she's going through some health issues right now, but this lady uh, helps everyone. She puts people before her, and she's been a um, Hollywood uh, insider for many, many years, um, as well as stage. But she came from LA and doing great big LA things and came over here to you know little Virginia and helped a lot of us actors become who we are today. So she is a definite um, heaven sent. Um, that, that would be it. There's a number of other people, but I don't want to <laughs> keep you know saying others because um, there's a lot of people that I, I just, you know, I can name, but my mother, Cheryl Rhodes and Denzel Washington. And of course, you know, the almighty God, you know, through his son, Jesus Christ, is, there are my influences forever. So that's it. Uh, what would you say to date has been your most memorable moment? What's been my most memorable moment? Can I say moments? Because I'll, I'll make Mo- sure when I say yeah, that. Sorry. Okay. I would say my three kids, man. Every, the birth of Thanks. my three kids. Every, wow. Getting teary out when I think about it, but it was amazing. <laughs> Simply amazing. And, um, those are my, my best moments aside, outside of being saved um, at 13 years old. I thought I was going to be able to run the world. Um, and little did I know that it was going to be a really rough life after that. But, um, you know, being saved and seeing my three kids uh, being born is the most, the most amazing in my life. Nothing could ever be. You've been saved since you was 13. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Have you had any challenges you know, they finding God, you know, go through a lot of challenges with staying yeah. in line of, you know, the scriptures. Yeah, it's been rough. man. Um, I mean, I had a lot of great times, a lot of great times, more great times than bad times. But uh, rebellion, um, trying to isolate myself from the, the you know, I lived in the Washington, D.C. metro area and I lived in. I was born and raised in D.C., so I've seen a lot of, you know, rough things in Maryland and D.C. So trying to 
you know, stay focused in, in, in my studies and, and um, sports and not be with the wrong crowd, stuff like that. But I would end up, you know, being friends. I was the bridge, basically, where I was the, the guy that everyone knew that, you know, the people that weren't popular and the people that were popular or the people that were thugs or whatever and stuff like that. But, I, you know, I would always have the right words to say that would encourage people. I've been an encourager since I was so little. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I walked through that path of, you know, not making sure I didn't go the wrong way. And my mother was extremely strong with that, as well as my stepfather, um, where they helped me uh, guide. But, you know, being saved um, helped me as well. Reading the word of God, knowing what to do and not to do. Um, it helped me, you know, through that, um, through my college years, um, you know, became rebellious again. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, dated a lot of women, um, um, got married too early, uh, too early, got fell in love. And, you know, that, that was something that, um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was still a baby basically. Um, so a lot of decisions, um, that I had made in my life, you know, affected me. That's the reasoning why it, I, my acting career, uh, became, you know, um, that's more established later in life. Um, decisions, you know, basically, uh, making the wrong decisions after being saved, um, impacted my life, but then things got, you know, a lot of great decisions helped as well. I mean, I helped my life as well. And, um, you know, making sure I don't do them anymore, of course. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I hope I, I, I clear that up a little bit but yeah you know being saved sure since I'm 13 but man I just, just can't say everything you know what I'm saying um but I've, I've seen some stuff done some stuff not bad criminal or anything like that never but you know just you know we all fall short so we have our our, our cross to bear and um I've had my share you know what I'm saying um exactly so, I, I can yeah. that <laughs> you know and again for 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 our listeners we try to encourage the listeners with positive stories of success despite obstacles. Yeah. And, and again, in relation to your story, I came from the Caribbean and grew up in between Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, and East Flatbush. Oh, man. Yeah, I know those areas. <laughs> and I said being the glue between both sides growing up in a rough area. Yeah. Could you imagine it was hard for me to grow up in an area that was infested with gangs and drugs? Absolutely. And I was taking, wow. I was taking tap dancing lessons. Oh, wow. And, and <laughs> trying, to hang, trying to hang with the homeboys on the block. Yeah. I, I took acting lessons. I took modern jazz dancing. Mm -hmm. I took vocal and keyboard. So kind of like what you said, I took martial arts as well. Mm -hmm. So I kind of fell right in the middle. You know, yeah, I, I, I know. Excited. I feel you, man. <laughs> yeah, but this is why you know I can relate to your story because I was the guy that the ones that were really dedicated and focused can relate to. Mm -hmm. But I was also the guy that the guys on the block I still had that sharp edge to me, kind of. Yeah, know? yep. <laughs> so I, I can really relate to your story, man. Yeah, man. Yep. They're like, "Hey, dude, you roll." You be like, like "Oh no." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. Because you know, there's always the listeners that's going to wonder, you know, I'm too far on this side to make it or my life is like this to make it. And you've already reflected on you're never too old. Right. You know, you've reflected on challenges that you encounter despite being saved and trying to stay on the right track. Right. And being the glue in a rough neighborhood, trying to persevere with your goals in that negative surrounding, you know? So I like the listeners to hear stories like that, to know that, you know, the people that are acting and doing stage plays and music or whatever they're doing, mm -hmm. we live normal lives and we encounter a lot of the same situations, you know, addiction, you know, bad areas and, yes. you know, kids and we still press through it. Yep. You know? you, you stated that very well. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Michael, because you're such a, a firm believer in God, have you ever been um, put up for a role or offered a role or in audition or whatever for something that was just completely unholy, ungodly? 
And if you did, how did you handle that? Yeah, that went against your beliefs. Oh, yeah. I've had a number of roles I had to turn down. I mean, like, really, really great paying roles. Like, oh, my God, I can, like, pay off my debt. Like, <laughs> type of. <laughs> so I've had that. And, um, you know, whether they have. Um, I'm a guy that, you know, um, how can I say this? Sex on screen is something I, I can't do. Okay. Um, I can't. I can't do that um and you know i've lost a lot of roles i've lost a lot of um how can i say like really big projects big a-list movies type projects tentpole projects that means hey look you know and i'm like i can't do it and 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 when i did when i gave gave up the role i would cry out ball up i would like what am i doing you know all of that stuff i've i i want to write a book about that one day soon but um yeah, I've given up some some really big roles. Um, also, playing a rapist, I can't. I can play that role if it's like a gradual understanding of you know of why that character did it. But if it's something extremely violent or something, I can't play that role. I can't play a rapist role. Um, let's see. Um, what's another role? Um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of roles that I I given up um, that I couldn't do. It's just like it was ungodly. Um, demonic or something like that. I just can't, you know, I can do a horror movie. I can do that. I'm not scared of doing that. But if it's like demonic, where it's where to a point where it just messes with my, my spirit, I can't do it. Um, so yeah, th that's in a nutshell. Um, I can't get into really, um, I can't really get too deep into it. Um, but right. yeah, I have turned down a lot of roles. What, and what's your <laughs> What's your thoughts on the use of profanity if you had got a role? Well, no, I've, I've done a lot of roles with that um, profanity. Oh. Um, yeah, I have done that. Um, and it, it's it, it's the character. And it was in my earlier um, acting career, a part of the acting career. And um, how can I say it? It, it? it bothers me when I do do it. I still say it, but it's the character. I read it. Right. I read it. You know, I read the script very thoroughly to make sure that you know. Hey, okay, why is he saying this? Why is it so repeated with these curse words? Can we tone it down? I've even gone to directors and people, and and a lot of them have changed for me. And you know, there's a way that you can approach them to change the script and make sure yeah. that it's in the context and everything. But um, I prefer not to curse, <laughs> of course, on set. Um, but when you're working, um, which I have in base on, on, on faith-based films as well as secular films, um, you know, you're going to weigh and you're going to be like, okay, you know, you're an actor. Um, you know, you're not going to compromise, oh. but there are times where you're going to say things that you don't want to say on film. That's how I, that's the best way I can put it. But I, that's that's the time where you have to really divide and say, you know, it's it's not my character, it's not my nature, yeah. but my profession. It's my job. Yeah, it's my profession, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I've come across where I know actors who are on both spectrums. I have actors that I know who are, you know, hardcore Christians, but they understand that it's the entertainment business mm -hmm. and you know, they pray before and after they say those particular lines. Um, but at the same time, they're like, well, this is my blessing. And, you know, then I have other actors who will give up an entire lead role yeah. over one for family, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta really decide what you want. I mm -hmm. think, you know, and sit down with yourself and figure out how bad do I want this? And is this really where God wants me to be? Because yeah, does it compromise your morals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it, give up on you, you, yeah, the role. I mean, there's 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 blessings for you to when you're on set, like at, when you're offset and you finish doing your you know your 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 scene or whatever. People are going to know who you are. People are going to flock to you based on your anointing, based on who you are. It just happens, and so people know that you're not that person on set or you know that character or whatever. Um, so, you know, as long as you don't really, really fully compromise yourself, you know, I, I was, I, yeah, yeah I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, you just, you got to be. You refer to, you refer to Denzel mm -hmm. a lot and 
you know, he has come on some with some really hard. Oh, big time. Um, <laughs> I said that? big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's not who. Yeah. He is, you know, um, even I think Keanu Reeves has done like hard, some hardcore stuff, but he's done some kind of dumb roles, <laughs> you know, like that yeah. guy. But yeah, yeah, he's. We just watched um, I Love You to Death, and he was in there, and he was playing, like, this really dumb <laughs> drug addict, you know? But in reality, he that is not who he is. Any character he's playing, that is just not who he is. And I think as long as you're able to stay true to who you are off camera, like you're saying, you know, people are going to flock to you. People are going to see that yeah. about you. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I, I'm saved and everything and all of that, but I, I live in a world, too, and I've said many a choice words in my days. So it's like <laughs> I'm not even going to fake. You know? <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, it is what it is. You just got to you got to be very careful and, um, you, you know, got to he, he'll lead you to the right projects. When you have that tugging on your heart, it says no, then you don't do it. Like simple as that. You know, if you do it, you're going to regret it. And that's how it's been. Um, I haven't regretted any um, film role that I've done so far. I haven't. No. Well, in our closing here, what words of advice do you have to give to anybody else who is wanting to be where you are, who shares your same passion that you may not be able to be in a room with and, and look face to face? So all of our listening, excuse me, our mm -hmm. listeners what would you say to them? Um, I would tell them to don't settle. It's never too late to do anything um, that you you know that it's never too late to to do your dreams. It's never ever too late. I don't care how young. I don't care how old. Do it. If you fail, keep pursuing. Um, I would say that um, you know. Uh, Huh. The next thing I would say as an actor, um, make sure that you understand that the audition is always going on. No matter how big you are, no matter how many roles you've had, no, no matter how popular you are, always make sure that the audition is always going on. Somebody's looking at you um, and they want to see you do something even bigger or they have projects for you or TV shows or whatever. And they're just waiting. They just want to see how you are as a professional. They want to see how you are handling the role that you have now. Um, because something even greater could be happening for you after that, um, that specific project. Always remember that the audition is always ongoing, always. And, um, you know, make sure that God is a part of your life, you know, Absolutely. Make sure. I mean, um, like I said, I'm unashamed, a Christ follower and a believer. But make sure he's always head of your life because um, this entertainment business is um, cutthroat and it is very dangerous and it can hurt you emotionally as well as uh, um, uh, spiritually. Um, you never compromise yourself, never sell yourself. <laughs> and um the way you do that is making sure that God is ever present in your life because he will guide you through all of the, the mishaps. He will guide you through all of the things. There's going to be some snakes out there. We're going to try to take you down. Um, and That's you right. just can't, you, you can't be naive and you can't, you just gotta, you gotta be on point. And to be on point is to make sure that you give up God, all the glory. He's in your corner. You read your word and you're grounded and um, don't sell yourself out. That's I, that's I think that's the best that I can say right now. Um, you said okay. it well. You said well, Michael. I would like to thank you for joining us on HP Live. I really appreciate you all. And, and for our listeners, can you tell us or tell everyone what social media platforms you could be found on? So our listeners, if they want to. You know, follow your career and you know see what else you're working on. What platform? Oh yeah, um, I'm on Facebook. I have an actor page on Facebook, which is uh, Michael J. Patterson. Um, you just type that up and it should come up. Um, I'm also on Instagram. That's at actor underscore Michael J. Patterson. All run together. Again, that's at actor underscore Michael J. Patterson. 
Um, I'm on YouTube. I have yep. a couple of YouTube videos on there. It's called the MJP tube, which is corny, but you know, I just feel like putting it there. And it's called again MJP tube on YouTube. And I have a Twitter account as well, and that's at Visionary04. And that's spelled at well, it's at Visionary04, and it's spelled V-I-Z-Z-I-O-N-A-R-Y-04. Again, that's V-I-Z-Z-I-O-N-A-R-Y-04. Yes. And you are Michael, and it's the letter J, not not J-A-Y. It is yes, the letter, letter J, J, sorry. Michael, I the letter J Patterson for Facebook. Um, Instagram, it's at actor underscore Michael with the letter J Patterson all run together. And the YouTube is MJP tube, the letter J. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Michael, okay. thank you so much for your, for your time and your inspiration and being so honest and open thank and you. sharing with everybody what you've gone through and what you're going through and where you okay. want to be. Thank you. And um, I have a, a new movie coming out. Like I said, um, uh, short that's coming out in a couple of weeks. I'll be sure to share that with you guys as well as share you all share with you all um, other stuff that's coming up. That's some really great things, but I can't say anything right now. But um, yeah, I'm, we'll have you back for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And just a reminder to all of our listeners to um, check out Guns and Grams releasing on November twentieth and. Fingers crossed that we can get into the theaters. <laughs> and yet you can follow Michael Patterson on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And thanks for tuning in for HPE Live. This is Boss Man Blaze. And Amy P. Uh, you Have too, guys. Have a good Thank night. you. Bye.